Chris. I'm James. And this is the Telltale Tapes. I like it. And it's, it's really interesting. Today we're speaking to Bjorn Eichhorn. My name comes from Bjorn Borg. And he's from a little town in northern Germany. The name is called St. Peter Ording. St. Peter Ording. Big? Small? Very small, like 5,000 inhabitants. What was that change like coming from 5,000 people to like to Berlin? Was that a bit of a shock? Everything, yeah, yeah, that's why. Like still, because I have many friends who come from like bigger cities, like like Sao Paulo or, or, or London, and for them like Berlin's a bit smaller compared, and like for me it's like the big like the opening mm. that was the the opening to see like wow this is actually living in a real city it, for, for me it's way more convenient right now like because it's more exciting you have way more options to do what well, like what was like did anything like freak you out when you first moved here like I'm not saying you're like some little farm boy like well it started in many ways like I mean I remember, I remember, <laughs> which sounds very stupid. I once was at a restaurant, and I know usually that you can like pay with a Visa card, like like normally you put it into some sort of like this slit. Do you say it? no? How, how do you call this? Like a yeah, like a like, slit, a machine. Like a, yeah, like a slit. But like I remember there was slot. this one slot. yeah slot right, and I remember there was this one day where I just like had to hold my my Visa card like against something and take it off, and like they took my money, and it was like. Hmm? <laughs> this was like so I first felt like okay, technology further developed here in this place um, and basically watching people in the metro that was like my my first month spent like just like watching these like weird different creatures <laughs> because especially like I think in Berlin you once in a while see have like spectacular human sightseeing spots Absolutely. <laughs> of like interesting people coming from the wildest rave yeah. maybe this planet has to offer. <laughs> I like the I like the kind of the, the, the weird shifting like time patterns of the city. So like you could have like on Monday morning people mm. going to work and people leaving Bergheim and mm. getting the train home and like in other cities there's more of a like clash of that. Yeah. Whereas here it's more like Oh yeah, you know, like it's just you know that's a regular part of your Monday morning commute. You're like, oh, there's gonna be some really high people like that's going back from Berghain, and everyone's kind of more adaptable to this. You know, in London, there's that would be a bit more dangerous. I think in London, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think perhaps get, people coming out of a club at the same time as people going to work would be a lot. There'd be a lot more violence. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is what I like about Berlin, though. That there is not so much like violence in the club culture mm. compared to other cities. I mm. think. Like yeah. for for the amount like how wild it goes in Berlin, like it's sort of tamed to some degree. Yeah, I mean like the only clubs in London that I remember closing at like six seven are like Fabric Ministry of Sound, and they're open super late. But there, when you come out, it, you're exhausted and you're so broke. Like they are so expensive yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. and it, they're that's very unusual so you kind of don't know what to do with yourself it feels very unnatural that's true yeah. whereas here you need like walking about walking out of any bar at 5-6 is kind with of with your five new best friends and yeah exactly <laughs> go get across them <laughs> um, I, f- I found that really refreshing here like just the way that one time bleeds into another and everyone's life works with each other rather than having these very separate parts to life you know mm. like 
even like a, a big example for uh, me and James who's live in Brighton and uh like Brighton's supposedly like the gay capital of England oh, but, yeah, I've, yeah. but I often found that like um like my gay friends was like it still feels like there's kind of a separation like mm. you know like you, you couldn't be like a guy and go meet another guy in a pub you know you'd kind of have to go to a gay bar you'd go on grind or something like this so it was easy to meet guys mm. but it was still kind of like a separation like you kind of have like there was there wasn't much homophobia you still get it occasionally it's a city yeah. so of course you get it but like here I know it's just everything is like that like all those things are mixed into one uh, kind of being unemployed and being employed mixed yeah, into one yeah, like yeah. there's yeah. not there's no big line between what you're supposed to do and what when you're supposed to do it mm. that's what I found really lovely about mm. it so what are you um, what are you doing here in Berlin? Uh, I'm doing music uh-huh. and I just started studying too so these are like the main things I'm oh cool what are you really, studying? Uh, psychology oh wow yeah it's, okay. but it's at, at a distance uni- distance university okay so it's like sort of like online classes and, uh-huh. uh, so so what made you um, what made you choose psychology what was the well, I, I always, like, was interested in, like, the, the psyche of the human being, like, how we perceive the world, like, how, how people think, like, I, like, let's say, I, like, during my childhood, I, like, met many people who once in a while, like, had some small neuro- neurosis or something, mm-hmm. and that always was sort of interesting, because it wasn't, like, something ter- terrible like they all are doing fine but I always like got a bit like interested like why is that why do some mm. people like have like apparently whatever is normal normal lives why do some people have these problems or like why why do people think the way they do or mm. feel like doing are there, are there any like <clears throat> any like books or films that kind of got you hooked on the idea or yeah, actually, there was like uh, one book I really liked. It was when so after I came to Berlin, but like I did a three months uh, program in France, like at a at a language school, and there I read a book. It's called um, um, like La Recherche du Bonheur. It's like actually a French book. It means like the, the the search of happiness, mm-hmm. and it's like by written by a psychologist in France. It was actually very simple about like a psychologist traveling all around the world to like find happiness. And sort of realized, like, well, the more you know about yourself, like, the more you learn how to be truly happy. Because most of us, like, I, I've realized we're sort of like running with not having a real direction mm-hmm. in life, like, towards goals that we are to some degree even uncertain of. And many people, whilst doing this, never actually take a big amount of their thoughts and actually really thinking what do I really really want like who am I really and so I think like it's actually if once you understand all this like everything else comes easier mm. yeah true I feel like it's 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 getting better. I think like it's you. It's like an eternal path to find <laughs> happiness. But like there are many, many good ideas or ways. Like I would definitely say like since 
starting to learn more about this, I the amount of time where I purely would say I'm completely happy right now has like definitely became way bigger. Like I'm, the numbers in that yeah, 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 in right, the right, column right, right. of the spreadsheet. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's gotta be graphs, otherwise it's not science. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At this point, we got a little bit distracted talking about socks. I, I live with this guy, uh, Adam, uh, one of my good friends. He lives in Barcelona now. Um, and we lived in a couple of houses together. And uh, it became, like, the biggest running joke in our house. Like, he just had socks everywhere. Like, he would kind of come in and just immediately take his socks off. But you would just find one sock randomly all over the place. It got so bad that literally all of us, all of us, if we found them, we would just throw his socks away. I would throw away like a sock a week, like in the bin, and it would still keep coming. Like it, it was like he was producing them, like he was shitting them out somewhere. <laughs> and when we had this massive house and we had to move out, we cleaned it, we got like a kind of moving company, and the last thing I found in five rooms was one of Adam's socks. Like we'd move the furniture, we'd like polish the floors, and I'd still find a fucking sock somewhere. It was amazing. I, like, I, I, he still he, he still claims that it wasn't some kind of prank, but I feel like he must have done <laughs> so it on purpose. I just don't know how you would put them there. Like, uh, it was really amazing. Like he. He, he, I don't think he kind of really liked having clothes on. Like, I'd regularly see him, like, he didn't use towels, so he'd come out of the shower, and he'd just, like, run, I'd just see this little naked butt every morning, like, running up the stairs, a little pool of water. But, like, when he'd come in, sometimes he was drinking. Sometimes in the morning, I'd come in, and in the kitchen, there'd be, like, a pair of Converse, some socks, and then, like, a jacket. But, like, the jacket is almost in, like, a letter C around the back of the socks. And it was like an alien had abducted him out of his clothes. And it was just like, his clothes had dropped straight to the floor, like, in the middle. And he was like, oh, he, I think he'd just get bored and be like, right, clothes, I'm bored of these now. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> so, I'm sure all of his, I'm sure all of his future flatmates and girlfriends are going to have to get used to this it's quite a so sweet shit. quirk it was kind of, like in the beginning you're like am I annoyed about this year no it's not annoying it's just it's so I bizarre it's kind of fun yeah, yeah, exactly. no like, how is he socks yeah <laughs> I, I, I would always associate socks with him like forever socky <laughs> enough socks back to talking about music what was the um, what was the first album you ever bought the first album I've ever bought whoa whoa that really is a good question. I, I'm just like trying not to say the most. It was Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Oh, it's, it's a good start. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> Afterwards, actually, that was good. Afterward, it get re- got really down again. Like it was, it was like ten or something. Then I had my dark side, and then like it went up again at some point. How good was your English at that point? Did you understand what there was? Not that people listen to Guns N' Roses for the lyrics, although the lyrics are actually surprisingly good. Yeah, no, I think actually they're good. Like so, I, I, back then when I bought it, I didn't really like understand. I was mostly like into slash guitar. Mm-hmm. Playing, um, but later on, I like after I had like English classes in school and everything, I sort of started to understand. Back then, I thought it was like really cool to say all these like uh, swears in music, but right now I've realized it would be very weird, like to <laughs> if it's not hip hop, you know, if it's not hip hop, it would be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It works for rock and hip hop, you know, but like it would be very weird, like in some other songs, I think. That was very trip hop, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Swearing is quite a hard thing to get yeah. right in songs. It sounds quite mm. false. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Badly. Um, what about what about um, German bands? German bands. 
um, there, there was one, like, um, it was actually one of the first concerts I ever, ever went to. The name is uh, Matson. Mm-hmm. And they did some sort of, like, yeah, it's very broad, like, rock, but in my opinion, actually good rock and, like, good lyrics. But there are many, like, bands I liked, like, during my, like, childhood time or something. Other bands are, like, Catcar, Tocotronic. But, like, later on, I definitely, like, Kraftwerk a lot. Did, did, yeah. you, did you pick this up from your parents, or was this, is this just a normal part of growing up in Germany at the time, like... Well, for example, like Kraftwerk, my my father, he has like a lot of vinyls at home, and at some point, I remember me jumping around in in the bedroom, like listening to "Wir sind die Roboter." Yeah, it's oh, an amazing I saw, song. I saw it some, just felt like what is that? I saw a video of some kids doing a cover of that in school in Germany here, like, and they've all got like little buckets on their heads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it. 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 It's great. <laughs> So, are there any uh, musicians who have a big influence on you in the music that you make? Yeah, yeah. For example, like Steve Reich. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Like music for 18 musicians, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like super, 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 super dreamy or... Um, hypnotic. What, 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 yeah, yeah, you're right. Hypnotic. Uh, right. Or, or what about there's this Icelandic band I really, really, really like. Like, it's very... Sigur like this, this, Yeah, Sigur of course. Mm. Sigur And they have this, like, album. It's basically, like, two brackets. Yeah. yeah. Parentheses, I think we call it. But I, I yeah, think it's yeah, I think that's the name. And they're, really and they're just the brackets. song number three. Song number three is amazing mm. on this album. It's literally called, like, C, uh, bracket three. Like <laughs> <laughs> The first time I listened to Music for Aliens Musician, which, which is way too late, I wish I would have heard this, like, ten years earlier, was, like, last year at the Atonal Festival in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard of it? Like, yeah. Is it connected with the club? Um, so, like, it is um, behind Trezor, there is, like, some sort of, like, very big warehouse thing. And yeah, once a year, they have this, like, very big... I, was, big I thought Atonal was a club. Maybe. Okay, Ma- I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But, like, they have this, like, festival... Twice a year. Yeah, it's, it's once a year. It's once, it? like, yeah, in, in autumn. And it's actually a pure, like, it is one of the biggest, like, experimental electronic music festivals. And when I was there at the opening ceremony, and like surprisingly, there there was just like this orchestra playing in this gigantic hall, cool. like music for eighteen musicians and oh. drumming part two. It was amazing, and it just felt like wow. like this sort of like um, slow motion effect where where you feel like the world stops spinning, you know, and everything freezes <laughs> and magic's happening. thing to know where to start yeah because there's so much terrible stuff it, it's more Honestly. like yeah I mean like it's more that what is on 
Like I found like in France, just a few people telling me things, you know, like on Spotify, you can kind of like, I, I, I can kind of find my way through yeah. this. And I discovered loads of really beautiful little bands. Yeah. But in Germany, sometimes I find a band that I like a couple of songs, mm. but it never leads me to another band that mm. makes sense in the same way. Yeah. So I don't know, like is the, is the German music scene, I mean, Berlin is not Germany, I know, but like yeah. if Berlin, is it predominantly electronic? Is it, or are there kind of still big guitar bands? And I know there's good hip hop here as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there are like sort of like these different different scenes, definitely. Like, uh, unfortunately, like a very big part of German music is just like trying to cover something the US or England did and mm. do it in a like worse way with the German language and try to make it like sell it as big pop. Okay. <coughs> Then you obviously have like this terrible Schlager, even like Neo Schlager, a la Helena Fischer. Neo Things is terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, but then there actually are still like a few great bands. Like I, I mentioned it earlier, in my opinion, the Einstürzen in Neubauten. It's like uh, some of these like sort of avant garde experimental bands that are doing some good stuff. And I mean, there was all this great. Great music from the seventies, like from Berlin, like or, or or of course even though not Berlin, like Kraftwerk and all these movements. Can um, or well. cra- yeah, can like yeah. this whole crowd rock thing. Can can is great. Can yeah, one of those ones where every time I listen to it, I'm like this is brilliant, and I don't really understand why I don't then go listen to it more. Like it's mm. always like written on a bit of paper, like listen mm. to Can more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I never really get around to it. Um, but they do have something really... You, you can almost... Even though I don't... I wouldn't recognise it. Every time it's playing, I'm like, I feel like I know what this is. And it's always... It's always can. It's mm. always it's kind of very trippy, like... It's very hard to explain what kraut rock is, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think I didn't understand <laughs> myself yet. The, um, I think it's just whatever the Germans do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Basically, what I'm doing is trip hop slash crowd rock. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like, I think there's a good, uh, is it called like Deutsche Neue Vava? Uh, De- Deutsche Neue Vela. Yeah. Vela, that's yeah. one. Um, and that's what, like late 80s? Yeah, and that's like late 80s. It's, yeah, it's literally like the 80s movement that happened also like a lot in Berlin. Like, but I'm terrible. I'm the wrong, like, what is the most. I, I couldn't name you the most important band from Deutsche Welle. I should. I should right now. And homework for me. <laughs> make more research on this to next time when I have to tell two English speak guys about it. <laughs> I can. Okay. Um, it's got this <laughs> because I was mostly listening to English music like all the time. <laughs> like it sort of escaped. <laughs> Do you think it helps with like the? I mean, because Berlin, everyone's English is so brilliant but do you think that helps like a lot of this kind of music culture and movie culture like mm, mm. to pick up you kind of used to the sound of the language and the yeah I mean sort of most music out there obviously is in English so you can't you can't really escape at some point like being interested in well what are these people saying actually what am I listening to all the time and and of course we have to switch often because many things are just there in English like the whole internet like made uh, like people use English way more I think but do you think that's like an unfortunate um, thing that forces people like if you if let's say you're trying to make it as a musician in France in Germany that you're just like well I mean like I want to sing in German I can express myself beautifully in German mm. 
my English is good enough to write, I'm just going to choose English because then I have a much bigger well, this, audience. This is a very interesting point because it's like a, a, a false idea if, if you would say this because the chances to make it like with German music in Germany is way bigger. Oh, yeah. Actually, how many German bands with English lyrics do you know? That made it. Yeah, no. Like, not many. Right. Actually, there is no, no, the Scorpions. Well, but except for them, they're not really there, you know? I mean, yeah. right now we have maybe like... Wait, the Scorpions are German? The Scorpions are German from Hanover. Ah, That's why I yesterday remember. we were listening to the Scorpions. <laughs> no, yesterday in the in the, in the uh, bar, bar tag, right. we were listening to, to the Scorpions. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah. He went up to the jukebox and then Kniper was like, here's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but so basically the idea of all these like bands out there like uh, writing in English as, as a German band, like where literally everyone is German, this is not a clever idea, especially when you try to go through a German label or something, you know? Yeah, I was It's not, not going to work. Like, yeah. <laughs> because it's way, it's way, I mean, it's, it's a way to shoot yourself in the foot, so to speak, you know? It's like, uh, it's like, I mean, do you, do you ever get the impression if you if you if there was a new band that came out and they're instantly doing sort of singing in English, mm. would you be like, are you kind of your end game is to be sort of worldwide or something? You know, is that is that is that, is that you're like aiming too cross, big? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of mm. distances you from sort of the people you're around immediately well, in a very immediate way. Or, well, I, I mean, what? I mean, the idea of music in general is like to have a, a universal language, you know, that everyone yeah. understands, like yeah. music as itself. Mm. And if it's like Your music with like lyrics, language. you know, I guess you want many people to understand it and you want like to travel across the ocean and play your music somewhere mm. and people sort of see what you mean, you know, whereas like the amount of people that you can address to with German lyrics is obviously way way smaller but way more realistic because like no one's gonna be the world famous superstar like it's very improbable you know for, for everyone do you think you get like a, you know like in, in France you get kind of like language brand loyalty you know like people are loyal to French you know they have a, a part of the government trying to keep up the French language basically yeah, Germans, yeah it's, don't, Germans uh, don't really have that mentality so no, no, no like right in, in Germany this mentality is not there but like it's sort of because it's 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 not happening, you know. Of course, there is like more more Anglic anglicisms. No, you can't say there's yeah, like yeah. English, yeah, English words in the German language right now. But like, it's still it's it's a big language, you know, spoken by a lot of people. So I think like the idea of like trying to protect the language is is not that necessary. Uh, all right, Bjorn. Final question. So we talked about like happiness. So if you've been having a bad day, is there any bit of I don't know music or food or a specific song that can bring you out of it. Definitely, song is like I think music is a great way. There are like are there any specific ones? Oh, a specific uplifting song. I mean, this will help us to understand like the kind of music you do as well. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, for for me, like finally, like when I was younger, I I thought these like very happy indie songs are are uplifting. But like the more like I realized that they are too artificially happy that right now like what really works for me are often these like very dreamy songs for uh -huh. example like w what I liked is is a song by um wait oh Oh, that's, that sounds good. It's terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm really terrible. As soon as soon as I have to name a song, I usually like for for, for, for forget names. It's very terrible. Like 
Yeah. Do you mean dreamy as in this, this, this sort of Wait. reflective uh, sort of vibe? Oh. Yeah, yeah. that means first breath of the morning. You can find them on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. 